What do you want to talk about first? <laughs> the death of a member of Whole or how Joe Biden may be very close to becoming the next George W. Bush? I don't really care much about that, but... Oh, I'm surprised because I'm not saying that in a good way. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm pretty much, I mean, the Joe Biden thing, it doesn't surprise me anymore. So you already know how I feel about that. Yeah, but that's like next level bad. Okay. Well, he's next level bad. So <laughs> <laughs> he's next level bad in general, but who died? Of, um, who was a member that died of hole from hole? Christine, somebody, and she didn't die last night she's the one who passed away in 1994 okay but i was just kind of watching a video i think it's on the rock and roll history channel but i may have the name of that wrong on youtube and they were talking about her again okay i didn't even know that she died I, i'm not familiar with the band um stuff um i know that they were around around uh, 1994 so because my friend was really into that band. This is about two months after Kurt Cobain died. We haven't gotten to her death in the video, but if I remember correctly, yeah. she had an apartment in Seattle, and uh -huh. one night she died in her tub. Oh, wow. And I think she was only in her mid-20s. Wow. She I might even be part of the 27 Club. I don't Did remember. Did she have a heart attack or something? I don't know. Wow. That's horrible. Yeah. And it wasn't like she was on anything like she didn't have anything in her system i don't know babes wow but i remember hearing it at the time and thinking oh that's kind of weird another person associated with courtney love <laughs> and she dies. died yeah like two and a I, half months after kurt i'm still surprised that courtney love is still alive today i'm really surprised i think most people are <laughs> i mean i mean she was it sounds like she was pretty um, messed up before Kurt Cobain, and even after Cobain, she's still messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and her poor daughter. <laughs> I mean, wow. I would not want to be their kid. Well, hopefully she was um, brought up a lot better than um, how Courtney and Kurt would have brought her up. Yeah, and it's so odd to me that, like, Courtney's parents, I believe, were child psychologists. And they and couldn't even figure books. out her daughter. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't they couldn't even figure out her daughter's issues. But I don't I wonder if it's because I mean a lot of people place blame on the parents for children's issues, right? And a lot of it may be true, but at the same time, I mean Courtney Love uh probably was around the wrong crowd and got into some heavy drug use and uh, delinquency in school and not delinquency, but, um, you know, being kicked out of your school. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that mine was just one in a series of schools she got kicked out of. Uh huh. So she probably had some major, major, major behavior issue, issues. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder, because now a lot of people are attributing behavioral issues to, uh, disabilities like autism. Yeah. Right. And that could well very well be true, but I wonder if she really was um, um, checked psychologically if they did like an evaluation on her. Or something. I'm sure they must have done several on her because something somehow something snapped in this woman, and she's just off the rails, cray cray. I honestly think it was bad parenting. Yeah, but it's easy to blame the parents. It's not always the parents' fault because some parents do the best they can to raise their child. 
Um, just like okay, let, let's let's let me give you an example. Okay, yeah. so I told you about Charles Manson, and apparently the whole no name Maddox thing was not true. Yeah, I got to read that book you told me about. Yeah, I forgot what it's called now. Um, it's on my bard list. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was taken out of his mother's custody and lived with his aunt and uncle. They tried to take him to church, and he wouldn't go. And some children are very um, rebellious, even from the time that they have been young. Even even in the Kurt Cobain documentary, he's always been rebellious and and very defiant and very strong-willed. And the parent just has not figured out, the parents haven't figured out how to control uh, those kids. There's a few things I would take issue with what you're saying. I haven't read the book yet, so I need to check into it. But this is the only thing, I think it's called The Life of Charles Manson, where I've heard anybody ever dispute the story of his upbringing. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's not true, but I need to do more research into it. Mm -hmm. With Kurt Cobain, his parents, I don't know if you'd say it's a luxury, but for lack of a better term, have the luxury of having outlived him so they get to share their side of the story. And because of that... They get to make it seem like, okay, we had a couple problems here and there, but overall we were nice, loving parents. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, but but it's so easy to blame the parents until you know what the parents have gone through. And there are some parents, I believe, that try to raise their children with good values and they try to raise their children to be respectful, um, productive citizens. And the children just don't want to um comply uh, or um and then there's some com- i mean there's different kinds of kids right there's compliant children sure. there's strong-willed children the ones that end up being the problems but sometimes these strong-willed children grow out of it and they end up being our leaders mm-hmm. so it could go either way but i don't know that the fault always should lie with the parents because um yes yes some a lot of these things happen because of bad parenting but but there are times where, um, you know, and children are not always innocent. You know, children do really bad things um, outside of the parent's care. So um, so I don't know about Courtney Love's situation, but I, and I can't speak for her parents. But um, we can only assume that it was not good parenting. But I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I think oftentimes people just assume that the parents were good. And I, my default is that, yes, there are bad kids who just turn up bad for whatever reason, mm-hmm. not to do with the parents. But I think that's a very, very rare thing. I don't think it's a rare thing I at think all. it is. I don't think it's a rare thing. I, I don't. And and if you, if you were a psychologist and you had parents come in saying look i i don't know what's going on with my kid and they explain what they've done and there are parents that have said we've done pretty much everything we've grounded them we've taken things away we haven't had any um now it's electronics in their bedrooms um we've um blocked um any kind of social media thing from their computers and and some parents have really tried to do what they were supposed to do and 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 even their adult children right they've even had to kick them out because they weren't um 
they were doing their their end to help out in the in the house. A lot of the times, too, yeah. parents will lie to make it seem like they were better than they actually. Yeah, were. but you you have a very cynical view anyway. Of course, you're going to think that. So a couple of weeks ago, you said something to me. We're talking privately about Kip Kinkle. Yeah. And you said, oh, you know, it's not like his parents gave him the gun. We did research and it turned out that his dad did give him that gun. Yeah, but that that it wasn't like he was helping him to shoot these people. He decided to take that gun and shoot it. It I mean, I don't know why he gave him the gun. I'm just saying the fault doesn't always lie with the parents. See, it's not it's not. And there are parents that do feel guilty because of what happened with their children. And, and I don't think that they're, I don't think it's a rarity that parents try to do what they can to, um, to help their kids. And, and granted, not all, you know, not, there are no perfect parents, granted, I'll, I'll give you that. Absolutely. But there are parents that really try to do what they're supposed to do and their kids still end up uh either either living on the streets or killing people so i i i can't say that every parent is at fault for I, this i have to take issue though with something you just said when you said it's not like his dad helped him kill those kids in my opinion if his dad was the one who bought him the gun knowing that his son was out there then he might as well have helped him i don't believe that i don't know he might as well we'll help. never find out because they're dead because of his because of their son they're right. dead but there were reports that this kid had issues and his father still decided to buy him a gun yeah but why 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 did he do that did, did you find out i don't think it's known but we do know that his son had issues and we do know that despite that his dad still bought him a gun and my stomach just growled it's like you have a lion in your well this is going to be an ongoing debate i don't think we're ever going to agree on this no this is going to be this is going to be a things. long uh a, a long ongoing debate for the rest of our yeah. <laughs> rest of our lives um I, you know how they're a christian apologist yeah i think you're a parental apologist well, I have to give some parents a parent the 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 benefit of the doubt. I can't I can't blame every single parent that has bad kids because not not every um parent um has um has been not not every I mean well, how how do I want to say this? It's not every parent's it's not every parent's issue. Yeah. So and then we can move off of this. Yeah. But I remember in the early 1990s, after Jeffrey Dahmer went to prison, yeah. people were trying to make it seem like he came from the best family. And yes, his well, parents, I do know he didn't. Actually. I know. And yes, his parents had issues, but overall, they were really good people. And then it came out later that that was kind of like a media hoax. Like there were serious issues with his family. Well, and I'm not saying that you're doing this intentionally, but I think sometimes people look at parents with rose-colored glasses for whatever reason. I don't believe that i don't believe that's the case all the time um but as far as jeffrey dahmer goes i heard a very disturbing interview with his dad mm. and he noticed some things that jeffrey dahmer was doing as a young child and and both i think both of his parents were alcoholics and they were fighting a lot i've heard that yeah so they shouldn't have been you know together um uh, during that time because they had some issues too oh. but he noticed that Jeffrey was playing with something that was dead and it and it had um he was playing with the bones of the dead whatever it was I forgot if it was an animal or whatever it was and he said that 
I noticed something and I should have picked up on it because he wasn't, he didn't leave those bones alone. He started playing with them. And I thought that was very, very odd. And I'm like, of, 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 you know, like if someone's playing with a dead thing, that is really a sign that there's something wrong with your kid. Mm -hmm. Just like I told you about that little girl. And I, and I don't think I, I'm going to, I mentioned it here before. Oh yeah. Your buddy who killed the cat. He, what, she's not my friend. She was a little girl. I didn't know her very well, but she was told not to tell anybody the story and she did anyway. Yes. Um, and I knew about this because my former math teacher mentioned it while I was in class. We were kind of, um, I think we were talking about other things and she just said, oh, she's a very disturbed little girl. And I'm like, yeah, she's going to do that. Um, but anyone who, any child that plays with a dead thing, they're just something psychologically very wrong. And yeah. I, and I hope that this girl has gotten some kind of uh, treatment or therapy or what have you, because if I did something like that, me personally, I would feel horrible about it. I would just feel awful if I killed, um, if I killed something. If I remember the story right, she was bragging about it. I mean, you it, lived it, so I could have that wrong. She she was telling she was telling people when she wasn't she was told not to tell anybody because um she uh I think she was talking to a counselor about it. Oh. And she was instructed not to say anything about it. Wow. Because it, it was just very disturbing. Yeah. It seemed like she was bragging about it. I'm like, this little girl is very um very um psychologically disturbed yeah and i don't know really much about her except her real name which we're not going to say here and that alana went to the same school as her but i'm assuming that she probably didn't come from the best home but i don't know i don't know i'm i i would hope that her parents were horrified oh. um they had to have noticed something yes a little you know i i having said that even though i've said that there are parents that do their best Parents have to really be on top of their kids. Yeah. And they have to, they had to have known something that she was doing to make her want to do this or at least, you know, pay attention to what the child says. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really disturbing. I just was, I was like, wow, yes. I just couldn't do that. I just could not, you know, hug an animal or squeeze an animal long enough to yeah, anyway now I'm, here's the thing where we get into tricky territory yeah and i'm not saying that what this girl did was right i don't believe so i believe that if you do that and you're a little kid you should really get some serious therapy yeah so i don't want to make it sound like that okay but i do find it interesting when people say a sign that a kid is going to have serious emotional issues is when they kill animals at a small age uh -huh. and yet not only do we eat animals that we have had killed but we use a lot of animal products in our clothing and our daily lives yeah um so we we are for killing animals we're not for kids killing animals and that's where it gets a little bit tricky and again i think what you're the person you knew did was completely wrong and insane, but it is a little bit of a conundrum. Well, here's the thing. It's not, it's not really a conundrum to me. I'll tell you why, because I believe that we were, we as humans 
um, have dominion over animals because that's how we were designed um, to be. Um, but but when I mean dominion over animals, I mean that the animals' purposes for humans are to either be pets or food. So whether you hunt them or whether you keep them as pets. But when you kill them for sport, like uh, like dogs, like dog fighting, yeah. right? When you kill them for sport or you um, you shamelessly kill whales, um just because right mm-hmm. or you um you kill little rabbits purposefully not by accident but purposefully or, or little animals then i have a question about that if you're not using it for any purpose other than killing them then that's other I, than like food or things other than eat. food and pets okay that's an interesting point other than food food and pets because that's what animals are designed to be for us we are designed to eat them or take care of them and that's a that's a good way of stewarding um, the creation of animals, um, and I don't think that it's um, it's right for a person who is a strict vegan to blame somebody for um, wanting to hunt for their own um, meat. I agree with you on that, and, and and wanting to have a burger once in a while, right? I I don't think it's it's right. That gets a little bit more complicated. I don't think it's right at all. And um and the, the burger and, thing is more complicated. Sorry to interrupt you. But the P I mean the PETA people take it to a, an extreme. They do, but if you and listen, I eat burgers. Yeah. But if we're gonna be for real, if you look at the way that most of those cows are treated before they make it to your plate, it is horrible. It which is probably why we shouldn't it's probably why we wouldn't know we shouldn't know that. I mean, I, I'm personally I'm personally okay with not knowing how ranch hands do it, but there are ranchers that don't um, feed their cattle hormones. And there are um, people I know who hunt for their own food and they don't feed their, um, their cattle or their, um, uh, their cattle or their uh, meat hormones. There is, but and if you go to McDonald's, that's not the case. And also, it's not just that they feed them hormones. They're in these enclosed spaces. Oftentimes, there's a report of sexual misconduct with these animals on factory farms. There's uh, reports of them cannibalizing the cows to where you feed a cow's dead body to other cows. There's a bunch of weird stuff like that that goes on. Yeah, but that's in the factory farms. And, and a lot of people are talking about them, too, like um, Butcher Box, right? Butcher Box is a company that strictly gets animals that have been grass fed Mm -hmm. and they're fed off of the land and there's no hormones and they're um they're not being kept in in cages so there there are some companies that are pushing back over that yeah and i'm that's a good thing yeah and i'm not saying that eating a burger makes you the worst person in the world but when you order from mcdonald's they're not getting their food from a butcher box type farm. They're getting them from these factory farms where these animals are basically tortured their entire life. And it doesn't mean necessarily that you have to stop eating there, but it's just something to consider. How do you want it, the animals treated before they make their way to their plate, to your plate? Because McDonald's isn't doing it the right way. And when we buy at a supermarket, they're not doing it a humane way either. But I, and, and I, um, and that's why I um, I support local farms because they actually um, there are a lot of local farms that do want to take care of their animals. Um, there are I know of um, 
people who raise rabbits and they raise them for pets and food mm -hmm. and they know the ins and outs of raising rabbits. So they're not going to give them horrible things um, before they um, give them to people who want to buy them. Okay. Pushing back on you a little bit. Wait, wait, what, what? I know these people, love. Uh, but I'm saying you say you support local farms. So you buy meat from local farms? No, I didn't say that. I'm saying that local farms who have very fresh produce and fresh meat and um, things like that. I, I, I haven't bought meat from local farms. No. Okay. But, and, but, but I'm talking about how they handle things like that. Yeah. And all I'm saying is what, but since you buy from supermarkets, just be a little, just spend a little I, bit of time. I thinking understand. About it. That's why I've always been for, um, I've always been for GMO labels. I've always been for making sure that we know what's going into our body so we can make uh, choices. And I really wish that they would have more um, grass fed things. I mean, they do. Yeah. In, but it's in, super pricey. And it's super pricey and they, they shouldn't be that pricey. Um, and because you, you know, I, I think I've always been for, um, for, and there's, there's been a lot of celebrities that have said, uh, we want to lobby for, uh, labels on packaging mm -hmm. because we need to know that stuff. And I think about how it was in the sixties, like 50s, 60s and seventies where you didn't have all that stuff in your meat or you didn't have all that stuff in your cheese. Yeah. Or your milk. And um, a lot of milk came from um, from cows, fresh from cows. So And, and, and they had milkmen delivering fresh milk to people's houses. A lot of babies were born that were children of the milkmen. Oh, Wasn't that a common thing? We're doing an Instacart order, folks. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany started chopping. What? Would you stop mentioning people's names? We don't know who this lady is. Okay. Lady shopping for my order. Yeah. Not Tiffany. It is. Okay. <sighs> but really? there's a lot. Of, no, we can say her name because we don't know this lady. And we're not giving out her last name. And there's a lot of ladies named Tiffany who shop for Instacart. That's true. And there's a store named Tiffany's. Yeah. And people apparently have breakfast there, even though it's uh, a diamond you know, store. You know, we watched that movie, right? But there was nothing... There was nothing really about breakfast in the movie. I think she might have made breakfast at one point. And she's like, and, and there was like, I don't, did you read the book? Yes, I did. But there was nothing about actually having breakfast at Tiffany's. No, it's, well, it's something she wanted to do and she mentioned that in the movie. Yeah. And then they made a documentary called like 60 Blocks from Tiffany's. Yeah. In the 1970s. It's supposed to be really good. It's on YouTube. Oh, well. Yeah. We still haven't picked out what we want to watch tonight, but we'll get to that tonight, I'm sure. Okay. I'm personally okay with skipping movie night, but, you know. What would we do instead? Have a mail-a-thon? A, a mail-a-thon? Yeah. That's a possibility. Well, just because, I mean, we watch movies a lot. And and I like watching movies, but sometimes I need a break. I've never seen a movie before. Yeah, just to, just to switch it up a little bit. We could... That's a possibility. Yeah. Yes. And then get back to movies after your mom's in town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because just because this week just this week just seemed very busy to me, and then my you know my mom's coming next week, and that's going to be another, and we have another busy weekend because we got one thing on Friday. I have I have a rehearsal on Thursday. One thing on Friday. We have um, the flute thing on Friday, and then a flute thing on Saturday. 
No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Flu thing on Friday. Belly Saturday, on Saturday. And we might be going to a thing on Sunday night. That's a little bit up in the air, but we're going to see about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, Israel updates that are very disturbing. Israel, I guess last night, told, uh, I think it was North Gaza, but I could have that wrong because you know I am with directions. Yeah. It's either North Gaza or West Gaza. I know. I'm right. It's Gaza. Gaza. Part of Gaza Strip that has a million Palestinians, they have 24 hours to evacuate or yeah. else. A million people. I think that's, I, I think they should. I really think they should. It's, it's a very, very dangerous place to be in Gaza right now. We, now here, this is where things get complicated. Yeah. Um... I have a theory, mm -hmm. and I don't think it, my theory is that controversial, is that one of the reasons that other countries in the Middle East, mm -hmm. such as Iran, yeah. build up Hamas, yeah. and one of the reasons that other countries in the Middle East, such as Egypt, yeah. refuse to give Palestinian, uh, Palestinians land yeah. is because countries in that area want to eradicate Israel. And, and they want to do it because they're anti-Semitic. Now, having said that, that does not excuse the Israeli army for a lot of the, the killing they've done with innocent Palestinians. And that's documented. Something like 500 children have died in Palestine since last week. Or if you want to phrase it, phrase it as Palestinian children have died since last week. Um, but that was because of Hamas. It was because of a reaction from Hamas. So Yeah, but... We're still learning this stuff. I, I, I'm not going to go and blame Israel until I know for sure what's really going on with this. Okay. I think both sides deserve, deserve a lot of blame in this. And power has been cut off to Gaza. Mm -hmm. So we're talking hospitals. We're talking regular houses that people mm -hmm. lived in. Um, and... Apparently, an ex-prime minister of Israel went on some political show on Sky News in mm -hmm. Britain and basically walked off when people asked him about innocent Palestinians recently. So here's where things get complicated. You could say, yeah, they should leave, but it's a million people. It's one day. And where are they supposed to go to? <laughs> and then we get into cart. We've good. Oh, nice. nice, nice, nice. Wow, that was really fast. that was really fast. Well, I didn't, I didn't order a lot of things. I think it amounted to like twenty dollars. So. Oh yeah, see, I would never order before below the bare minimum. But 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 Fred Meyer delivery now. Yeah. Um, works with small orders like that. That's good, and plus you save a little bit of money through the Fred Meyer if you signed up with your info. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. But I heard that that's going to be going away soon. Are you sure about that? I heard that they're going to get rid of the 6% discount. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, I think that the Israel-Palestine thing is very complicated. But looking at this, and again, this is early on, Israel is kind of giving away U.S. vibes after 9-11 to me. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that yet. I oh. don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very much um, a big supporter of Israel. 
Um, but I, I'm not going to blame Israel until I know more about this because, because think about this, right? Okay. So of course Hamas or, or people that are against Israel are going to go on the mainstream media and I don't listen to them, but they're going to go on the mainstream media and say, well, Israel is to blame. Absolutely. They're right wing people, whatever, you know, they'll say whatever they want, any defamatory thing about Israel because they don't like Israel. Absolutely. And I, I don't know that Israel, it is Israel's fault because it sounded to me like they're not, they're not reporting on Israel being attacked, surprisingly attacked by Hamas. And they're probably saying the same thing that Israel knew about it. So I I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But we have U.S. congressmen who have said, who have confirmed that Israel knew about it. Now they could be lying, Mm -hmm. but we don't know that for sure that they're lying. And so the default maybe should be that they're telling the truth and Hamas did attack Israel. So let's keep all sides in, in check, but we've had, we have reports that over 500 Palestinian children have died in the past week. And if a million people have to leave in 24 hours, the UN is saying that that's nearly impossible and that's going to be a huge humanitarian crisis. Um, and, and, and by the way, I, I support the right for Israel to be a country. I'm not one of those lefty people. Mm-hmm. And I my heart breaks for the regular citizens of Israel. But it, both things can be true. You can, you can have sympathy for the people of Israel and you could hate Hamas and still have sympathy for the Palestinian people and think that what Israel is doing is now going into the overreaction and this is go, starting to get, this is starting to escalate. And it also doesn't help when Biden's press secretary says that it's shameful to have de-escalation talks. That lady doesn't know what she's talking about. Right, but she doesn't know what she's talking we about. do fund Israel's military, by or at least help by giving them all of our weapons. And that's why I think that Joe Biden has to be careful, because this is, this is going to turn on him very quickly. I think you're right. I mean, I, I think you're right about that anyway. Yeah. Um... So this is one of those things, as as we've said, th- this is like one of those stories that are um, things are happening every day. So people are being um, updated every day. Yeah. And, so, and by the way, let me throw some more shade on Hamas. They're telling the pal- Palestinians to stay there and not leave. And Israel has said that they, they turn on power if Hamas handed back the Israeli citizens that they kidnapped, and Hamas is still refusing to do that, but releasing these horrific videos. So there's a lot of blame to go around here. You know what's really disturbing is I've been hearing about babies being killed, and yeah. some of them are beheaded. And it's yes. It's awful, awful. Yes. Those babies, they don't need to be beheaded. Exactly. They need to be taken care of. And there's the poor babies are being killed for nothing. Yeah, Hamas is anything wrong. Is a terrorist organization. Yeah, they they did not do anything wrong. And if Hezbollah comes into the fight, it's going to be horrible. And I think honestly, there should be more international pressure instead of just putting on on Israel. Why don't we say Egypt? You're their next door neighbor. Give over some of your lands. Why can't you take in these Palestinians if you're going to complain about Israel? Well, I mean, when um, Ukraine got into uh, the war with um, Russia, they were giving um, Ukrainians asylum in Poland. Yeah. Poland and the U.S. 
Um, I mean, we were giving them, we we're going to give them asylum anyway, but Poland was giving them asylum, temp asylum temporarily. Yeah. Uh, but it's unrealistic for Israel to think that a million people can just up and leave in 24 hours when no other country is willing to take them in. That's just, that's just plain unrealistic. And that action is honestly horrific that Israel is doing right now. So, I, so I'm of several minds of this, as you could probably tell. Yeah, you're all over the place with it. Yeah, and I think the reason I am is because there is no good or there's no good guys in the situation besides the average Israeli citizen and the average Palestinian citizen who just want to live their lives and don't support Hamas and, and think that the actions of the Israeli government are insane. Right? Yeah. All I have to say is I think we need to stay tuned because you can have this feeling today but it could change tomorrow. Yeah, and also what is getting underreported apparently is some European countries have said that they're not going to allow citizens uh, to protest Israel and what they're doing. So that that's a little bit crazy. I I I do not like that there are people that are um that are um what do you call it? Well, I don't I I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, and, we'll have to see. And on the flip side, though, on the flip side of this, if you watched a lot of the Palestinian protests mm -hmm. in the last week, a lot of them very quickly turned to anti-Israel to exterminate the Jews. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Yeah. And that's why um, there is a conflict with uh, Palestine because they're very anti-Semitic. Now... I um I told you that I had I went to get one of my laptops fixed years ago. Oh. Um, to this guy who was um I think he was a Palestinian, a Muslim Palestinian, and I wonder what he thinks now because not only are Israelis dead and Americans dead, but Palestinians are dead too, mm -hmm. and a lot of them. If there's one thing that Israel and Palestine agree with is that they do not. They want to eradicate Hamas so that they can have some peace. And I wonder what he thinks because now both his people and the Israelis are affected. Yeah. And I am I am definitely not um, anti-Semitic. And um, I wonder I wonder what's going to happen. Even though you've only listened to Kanye West music for the past year. Bubs. Uh, that's a joke. Oh. Stop it. I love you. I just kissed your hand on the back of it. <laughs> Bubs. You know, I never like I... music until I heard this interview on Alex George and he said something. They were really good. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't really a kind No, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun with you. <gasps> <laughs> ah. You want to give me a kiss? <laughs> okay, give me a kiss. <laughs> Bubs. What? Anyway, um, let's talk about something else. It was cold this morning. Yes, it was. I was, I mean, so let me give some context. I came back uh, probably after 10. From your choir from practice. From a flute choir rehearsal, which went really well. I, I actually need to um, email the director for something later on. Um, but I was exhausted. I had to um, clean up the dishes and, and do some cleaning up in the kitchen 
but it was cold and windy when I stepped out of the cab. I was like, whoa, it was like nice earlier that day. And it just got cold in, I think it was the fifties last night. It's cold and windy. Mm. It felt like a, it, it almost felt like a wintry evening, except it was not like in the forties or thirties. Um, it was cold. Winter is coming. Yeah. Apparently that's something they say a lot of in uh, Game of Thrones, but. Winter is coming. Yeah, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I don't hate it. This is not my thing. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I get it. I get it. I was chilling like a villain. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm not going to make that joke. Oh, jeez. But anyways, I was having a good time. I was watching YouTube, doing a little bit of reading. Yeah. I'm rereading a biography of, I know this, it wasn't planned to be this way, but uh, everybody's second favorite anti-Semite next to um, Kanye West, and that's Henry Ford. Okay. What? Oh, goodness. So it was Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther. So would you say he's like everybody's third favorite, Martin Luther? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, people found out before he died that uh, apparently that he was an anti-Semitic. Yeah. Oh, is it a phone call? No, hold on. All right. All right. So that's in a couple of minutes. Should we pause this? Yeah, hold on. All right. We're going to pause. We'll pause him. Okay. My grandparents had a dog named tiffany and we're back by the way oh they did yes okay <laughs> i i knew several tiffany's growing up yeah and my dad allegedly may have dated a lady named tiffany who was a bit of a c-u-n-t oh yes uh oh but that may or may not be true yeah um i've been some nice tiffany's in my time oh good yeah, I haven't had a lot of problems with Tiffany's. That's good. But I don't really, you know, base my friends on their names. Right. Like some people are really like, oh, don't go out for, don't go out with a Kevin, or um, you know, the whole Karen thing. Yeah. But I know some really nice. I've I've met some nice Karens that are not Karens. <laughs> That's good. I have too. Yeah. Yes. I met I met quite a bit of nice Karens. Oh God. Yeah. So I um I don't know where the whole. Karen name came from um I heard actually um someone told me that they um heard that Karen was a derivative of Catherine that could be true which is kind of interesting yeah but we got the groceries we got the groceries it was quick and easy and the I was glad that the lady was able to come in and I was able to buzz her in and she was able to drop it off at my door Yes. Now, the last time we spoke, you were talking to me about how it was windy. You were coming home. Yeah. So it was very windy. We also, um, the driver was passing an accident and that there was a lot of traffic and we were able to get out of it and, um, before it got really, really crazy. And I got out of the car. It was very windy. I was very tired. Um, and I, um, I just, came in and cleaned up the dishes and that was it. And then, but I have to say that flute choir practice was really good yesterday, but it seemed sparse than it usually is. Mm -hmm. There were, there were a bunch of people that were missing. I think the, um, it's either the third flutes or the altos like didn't have their, um, 
half of their section. <laughs> so it was like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. Um, and there was a woman that was, that usually sits next to me on the left and she wasn't there. So she, um, she's coming back next week. And then the other woman that doesn't, that sits, um, not too far from us is going to be gone next week and she'll be coming the week after. Nice. Coming, um, she'll be coming back the week after. While you were there, I think I said this, I was watching some YouTube videos and occasionally I'll go down this rabbit hole where I like watching old newscasts from Portland mm -hmm. from like the 80s, maybe even the 70s through the 90s. <clears throat> I just mm -hmm. think it's kind of interesting to compare the news then to now. One, it seems like they delivered more news stories. Mm -hmm. So now I think news in itself is very sensationalized. Uh, even back then, but it was, it felt like it was less so. So now on the news, you'll have it to where a story happens and they'll just repeat it for like the next few days. Yeah, they will. Like it's the only, like it's a top story. Yes. And I'm sure they did that back then, but it feels like they did less of it. Yeah. One of the things that was interesting is I was watching a newscast from, I want to say it was, they said it was like November 10th, 1991. Mm -hmm. And there was a story, there was a big thing that Unsolved Mysteries was going to be doing a story on a lady from Portland, I want uh -huh, to say. Uh -huh. And she, I guess, went to deliver a pizza in 1983 and was never seen again. Wow. And this was like KGW, Nancy Francis was re le ah, reading the news. Yeah. And she said, you know, you can watch Unsolved Mysteries later on tonight. It was a Saturday. Wow. And I might have even been watching that newscast when it happened because i remember watching the news back in the day when i was young and seeing that news and seeing a news story about a pizza woman missing and that they were going to cover it on unsolved mysteries so wow. it's possible i actually saw that broadcast live but the other thing mm -hmm. in the newscast was nancy francis read a story about i guess that day there was a truck rammed into a bank <gasps> Wow. And one woman in the truck died. There were three passengers. Oh. And this was off of 39th and Hawthorne. But where, it, you, where you live? Or I live in that area. You live in that area, yeah. There's a Wells Fargo there now. Yeah. And so I'm assuming it was the same building, but it was a different bank. I think they might have said it was the Bank of the West, but I could be remembering that one. But wow. I remember that it wasn't Wells, Wells Fargo or something else. Where was this? Uh, when did this happen again? Uh, YouTube said it was from November 10th, 1991. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Do you ever go back and watch old news uh, broadcasts? No, but I should just to see how different it is. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard clips of old newscasts like in the 60s. Yeah. It's very interesting. I remember about a year ago, I went online and so KATU Channel 2 out here is the local ABC affiliate. Mm -hmm. And they last year was like a big anniversary for them. So they posted a lot of old news stories on their uh, yeah. YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And they, broad, they put on the first ever news broadcast from KATU from the early 60s. Wow. It was pretty interesting to watch. Um, so I remember back in the day in, 19, in the 1980s and how it was different back then. Like I remember how ABC, you would hear do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. And either Peter Jennings was on it or somebody else was on it. And I'm like, 
I remember those days when I was super young and didn't know much about the world. And, and I heard, you know, Joan London's voice and Charles Gibson's voice on Good Morning America, things like that. It was interesting. I wonder how much of it is us romanticizing the past versus it was a better time in America. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, things are definitely different. I don't, I don't know that I want to go back there just because things are so simple and you had to kind of do things the hard way. But I appreciate it. And we're talking about the early 90s. So they were more difficult. 80s and 90s, yeah. Yeah, so like you couldn't go on Wikipedia back then. No, no, no. And um, when you needed to do um, a research paper, you had to get your books. Yeah. You had to buy it from the, you had to, I'm sorry, not buy it. You had to order it from the library or you had to send for them. Mm -hmm. Like if you needed encyclopedias, there were actually hardbound books. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, um, and I could still get books on tape, which was good. That's good. It helped a lot, but yeah, um. Now we're in the uh, the era of downloading things, which is a lot easier than going to the library and ordering books. That's definitely better. Yeah, it is definitely better, but, but you know. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. I used to be one of these people up until a few years ago who said things are so much better now. And now I, hold on. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Because I think it's a lot more complicated to say. Complicated. I don't know if things are better now than they were in the early 90s. Well, here's what I would say. They're better for um, making our lives a little bit easier, but at a cost, right? Because, because we are in the era of technology where you can download things, you can be on your phone and entertain yourself there that's why a lot of people are so anxious because they're lonely yeah they spend so much time on their devices um that they don't know how to interact with people and i would rather interact with people or talk on the phone than just be on my phone all day absolutely um, and and i but i do like that echo dots and you know the echo products and um google mini provide uh, you know, music if you want to listen to it. And I've always liked listening to radios and stereos when I was a, a kid. Mm -hmm. And and I'm glad that they have that. But it's in a more compact um, packaging. Yeah, like I think that Miss A and the Google devices are the best radios we've ever had. I do. Yeah, because I remember when I was a kid, you had to fine-tune the station. It's not only that, but yeah. you can listen to podcasts on demand, and you can listen to radio stations that aren't in your local market. Uh-huh. So that's really cool. But there's other, like, bigger things. So one of the news stories that was reported on in that November 10th broadcast from 1991 yeah. was Dan Quayle was visiting Portland. Yeah. And Dan Quayle, if you don't know, was the vice president under George H.W. Bush. Yes. And not the brightest guy. But well, I know the about the potato, um, the potato uh, flub. There's other things too, and but that's. I don't know. I don't know much about this man. Yeah, I think he was a dumb guy, but maybe not a bad person. But was he really a dumb guy, or was it some the media's portrayal that he is a dumb guy? Mm, he was pretty dumb. 
What's that? It's probably Instacart saying, thank you for shopping with Instacart. Yeah. Right. But outside of that, he was giving some speech and there were protests outside. Mm -hmm. And Dan Quayle, apparently in his speech, said that it's great that we live in a country where people are allowed to protest, even if they're protesting me. Now, I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, mm -hmm. but that was what was reported on. Mm -hmm. I don't think you would hear a politician today say that it's great that people have the right to protest, even if it's me. On either side. Well, if he said that, I'm glad he said that, though. Yeah. Because that shows that, hey, look, I respect your opinions, even if you don't agree with me. Yeah. Like, I don't think Trump would say that. I don't think Biden would say that. I don't think Harris would say that. I think whoever Trump picks to be his vice presidential candidate wouldn't say that either. Maybe it's because they're always being protested. Well, now, now, now Biden... Um, it it just seems like the supporters for Biden, uh, I can't talk it. The supporters for Joe Biden are dwindling and dwindling. Yeah, as the days go his on, his approval rating is in the thirties. It's pretty bad, and and they're even more so for um Kamala Harris. Yeah, right. But um, thank you for president. Keep oh, going. Stop it! Stop with your uh, I don't know. Your uh. What you call it? Thank you. Keep going. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's because, yeah, I don't I don't know if they would say that honestly, just because there's this whole. I mean, it doesn't even matter what political spectrum you're on. Mm -hmm. The country is is very divided when it comes to politics. Yes, it's very <sighs> like one half of the country is one way, the other half of the country is another way. It's very very divided, and there is. Oh, it's just another, um, I don't know why they do this. I don't know why I get texts and then two minutes later I get the same text. Yeah. Saying that, hey, uh, blah, 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 or the same notification. Anyway. But we could talk about this all day or other stuff. So let's yeah. briefly cover what happened in Congress yesterday. It looked like Steve Scalise was going to be the new, uh, whatchamacallit. The new speaker. Yeah, the new speaker. That's a better way to say it than yeah. this, uh, whatchamacallit. And last night, it was looking like it was going his way. He decided to drop out. Yeah. I honestly think that would that was the best thing for him to do because um, my concern is that he is fighting cancer right yes. now. And it's probably a good thing that he's doing it. Now, and, it and it's because also that I, because I've been through cancer and I think that would be a lot on my plate. Yeah, I do too. And then now things get complicated because Jim Jordan, I guess, has a lot of support, but not enough support. I don't think this is going to happen, but some people are saying that the Democrats might be able to get some Republicans to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. And th and th those are like Republicans who are in purple districts, apparently. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't think Hakeem Jeffries should be the speaker and i've heard that he's pretty radical left like very very left not oh. not left of center but very 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 left like he's got some pretty radical ideas no i've heard that he's an establishment dude he's like no, nancy he's pelosi is a big fan of his no he's not he's very very left i don't know not if nancy pelosi is a big fan of his no he's he's i i think that she's way over her head but she's 
Yeah, I don't think she's a part of this. Well, maybe she is a part of the establishment, but Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, but, but, oh, but, she's deep in the. But no, but no, Hakeem Jeffries is very um, left. He's not even a moderate. He's like very left. I don't know. I've I've heard lefty media attack him for being too centrist. So take that for what it is. And I'm also of the opinion it doesn't really matter who the speaker is because lefties aren't going to get what we want because there's not enough support. There's a lot of infighting with the MAGA wing of the Republicans and the regular establishment Republicans, for lack of a better term. So there's not a lot that's going to get done in the next year and a half anyway. So it doesn't really matter, but they do have to pick somebody. I think it does in the case of Israel, though. Because if yeah, we have and a, speaker, a lot of people are saying that too. We have to have a speaker, as you said. We have to have a speaker in order to um, get anything done. to get to help with Israel. Um, we do have to have one. Yeah, and and I and I um, I I think you're right about that. But anyway, um, so what was I talking about? I talked about flute choir rehearsal. Um, uh, yeah, it's been um, it's been a busy week for me. I think. Oh. It has, um, with with just the two classes I'm taking, it's it's uh, it just feels busy. Nice. Yeah, that's good. And then now that I've uh, joined a flute choir in September, it feels even busier. Let Let me ask you something. Yes. I am going on a travel lesson with you on Monday, and we already knew that ahead of time. Yeah. But I'm just curious. Yeah. You said that my personality changed a lot when I was in teacher mode. A little bit. I think I was a little bit more direct, but not by much. But according to you, it was like this dramatic thing. It was just different. You know, you may have thought that it wasn't as a much. Uh, you may have thought that it wasn't much of a change, but it was different. Okay. So are you more or less excited to do a lesson with me than you were before yesterday? I don't know. I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen, and that's probably why I was resistant to it before. Oh. No, I did. It was yeah. just weird. You know, I usually wouldn't um, date my own uh, mobility instructor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. It's, it, 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 now, I'm not saying that it was bad that you were direct. It was just weird. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It was just, it was just something I wasn't used to. Yes. It's kind of like, and this has hap actually happened to me. It's kind of like having a counselor, your counselor leaves a job and ends up being your boyfriend or girlfriend because of things that have happened. Yeah. Because it actually has happened to me and that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. I used to be a lot of folk rehab counselor. No, you weren't. No, that's a joke. This happened way before Rick. This this happened way before. That was like a good 11 years before. Nice. Yeah. And that didn't work out very well obviously oh. well good you were a jerk yes a jerk but i'm not no and monday will bring a new lesson and i'm sure more updates on hamas israel joe biden trump all that good stuff <laughs> we're in chaos right now in, in a society we have an ex-president who's going on all these trials we have uh, oh, we didn't even talk about that Democrat dude, Menendez, who's that he's been accused oh. of being a spy for uh, Egypt. And I didn't even hear about that until you told me. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. Um, well, Bob Menendez is going down pretty fast, and so is George Santos, apparently. Yes. 
And George Santos has been going down for a while now, but yeah. uh, that's that's I don't know why he just just doesn't resign because there's so many um, there's so much evidence against this guy, and he's lied so many times. He shouldn't be in office. We didn't even talk about the new thing that came out this week. Apparently, it uh, he was indicted again. Because there's evidence to suggest that he's de he defrauded a lot of his donors. Wow. That's not going to stand. No, it isn't. He's, yeah, like, I don't think that's going <laughs> to, you can't, you can't rip off rich people in this country. Yeah, yeah, because he got the uh, credit card information. Yep. That's really horrible. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that he lied about his name, he lied about his religion, he lied that he was married. He lied that he was gay. Yeah. He lied that his mom died in 9-11. He said that he was like this a big soccer star in college, and it turned out that he didn't go to that college. That is just insane. He ripped off a veteran. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at least one that I know of. Um, yeah, he just should not be in. I mean, who, who ran his campaign is what I want to know. Yeah. Who ran his campaign? Who would actually want to be his campaign manager because i would think that if if he was doing these horrible things a manager would say you should not be running i'm i quit as your manager exactly you should not be running yes it just shouldn't be happening so it feels like america is going to hell in a handbasket <sighs> well the whole world is in chaos it's not just our country nice yeah oh by the way oh not again what what I was watching, uh, you know, we talked about the uh, drummer in Hole who died at the beginning of this. Yeah. I was watching that YouTube channel the other day. So, you know, the whole thing where a kid killed his sister uh, by starting a fire after watching Beavis and Butthead in the um, early 90s. I do not remember that. Uh, mm. Okay. Let me give you a brief refresher. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, fall of 93. Beavis and Butthead airs an episode called Comedian, which I have not seen. But the premise of the episode is that they're watching TV and see that there's a special on Andrew Dice Clay and that he's this famous comedian. So the very okay. 90s. Okay. They go down to a comedy club and are doing horribly. So Beavis starts, they see this guy who's juggling uh, things while lighting them on fire. Yeah. Beavis tries to do that, ends up setting the club on fire, and everybody inside dies, and they're, like, laughing about it. Uh oh So, apparently, a kid saw this in his trailer park, because, of course, sets his trailer on fire. He's, like, five years old, and his little sister dies in the fire. Oh. His mom says that he was watching Beavis and Butthead and was inspired by it. Now, here's where things get interesting. This okay. is 1993. Yeah. MTV's response to this is to move the show from from 7 to 1030. That's not a good response. <laughs> I know, I know. What would, well, first off, first off, I would like to ask, why would a mother let her five-year-old child watch Beavis and Butthead? That's very age inappropriate for a child of that age. We're going to get into that. Okay. So, according to her, the babysitter would let the kid watch it. 
Oh, so it's not her. It's yeah. a babysitter. Now, okay. now okay. here's where things get tricky. Mm -hmm. So MTV gets a lot of backlash. And I like that. They're such a uh, money-grubbing corporation. They're like, oh, a kid died. We're just going to move the show back three and a half hours. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. So uh. in, <coughs> I guess, sometime in the 2000s, the kid who started the fire has an Instagram post. Where he says, I I never seen Beavis and Butthead. In 2000? In the 2000s. In the 2000s. In the 2000s. Okay. I, and he puts this thing on Instagram where he says, I never saw Beavis and Butthead. My mom made up that story. She's a drug addict and works and we're estranged. Whoa. And the mom said that she had tried to get her some therapy. And he, apparently he lives in the next town over. So they basically decided... I don't know the, the whole ins and outs, but according to him, it was a made-up thing that oh. it was inspired by Beavis and Butthead. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the thing, right? Okay, a lot of people have blamed shows for a lot of violent acts, right? Yes. Now, part of it is kind of true because the more violent kids watch, that can really affect, you know, what they do. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Having said that, if a parent is responsible, they should not let their child watch violent things on TV as young as five, right? Mm -hmm. That's just not appropriate. It's not appropriate for any child to watch. They should be watching child. They, they should be watching things that are age appropriate for five-year-olds. Exactly. Like Sesame Street or something that five-year-olds like to watch. Yeah. Cartoons for uh, preschool and kindergartners, but not... Beavis and Butthead that is mainly for uh thirteen year year old kids and up. Yes. Or maybe even fifteen year old yeah. kids. I don't know. And it gets okay. even trickier when this happens and you blame a show that had nothing to do with it. Now uh -huh. and, and according to the information, apparently this trailer park yeah. didn't even have cable. Didn't even have the ability to have cable. Wow. Because back in the day Places, you probably don't remember this, but no. there were some buildings, <laughs> mm -hmm. like apartment buildings, where you couldn't even get cable because it needed, like, special equipment. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that because um, my parents and my relatives were living in houses. Yeah. And they were able to afford cable. So I was blessed with the luxury of uh, watching cartoons on cable. Yeah, but I remember that. There are some buildings, even if you could afford it, wow. you couldn't get cable there. That's crazy. And I think that pretty much changed by like the mid to late 90s. Wow. But I remember in the early 90s that being an actual thing. So apparently this trailer park didn't even have the ability to get cable. So, wow. yeah. So it's it's really irresponsible to let your five-year-old watch Beavis and Butthead. If that actually happened. But it's even more irresponsible to after one of your kids kills your other kid in a fire to blame it on a show like Beavis and Butthead if they yeah. never even watched yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 where would that five-year-old boy have access to um, matches? Yeah, apparently the mom said that her matches started disappearing in the weeks leading up to the fire. No, this time I would blame it on her and the babysitter. Nice. Right? I don't even know if the babysitter has any culpability if okay. she wasn't showing the okay. kids Beavis and Butthead. Okay, I mean, it, I mean, it's easy to say, but the babysitter apparently, it sounds like the babysitter didn't didn't um, make any statements, right? I don't know. 
Yeah, okay, that's just like, okay, don't put matches in front of your five-year-old. Don't no. keep them around, and certainly don't let him or her watch Beavis and Butthead. It's just not, it's just stupid. And don't blame it on the show yeah. that he hasn't even seen. Because I would imagine that um, they would put at the beginning of their show, like, this is not for children. Oh, have you not seen Beavis and Butthead? I have. Okay, so do you remember the um, disclaimer? Or I guess you don't. I had to watch it a lot. But okay. I, yeah. So this is interesting. John Stewart actually read the disclaimer, and the disclaimer said something like, Beavis and Butthead are not to be taken seriously. They're not even human. Some of the stunts portrayed on the show could get you hurt, expelled, or possibly deported. Uh -huh. So don't do them. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I remember that disclaimer, and they played, like, the hillbilly music in the back of it, like a banjo thing. I think I remember that. And <laughs> then you and then you see this thing where it's like, this guy is fiddling with his... um. More something like, oh, you stupid. And no, then, no, no. No, just in the in the um, little disclaimer, they played hillbilly music. Oh, no. I don't remember the disclaimer. Which actually. is kind of an inside joke because it was inspired by that fire that killed the little girl. And I believe that happened in the South. Oh, okay. So it's like a weird. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I don't remember that disclaimer. but I, And I also wasn't watching it, like constantly watching it. So Nice. But I did watch a lot of, um, I did watch um, a bit of Daria. Daria was okay, but to me... Daria is for girls. Yeah, I Daria know. Daria is more like for the uh, female demographic. Right, but it was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. La, 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 la. Okay, for the longest time, I thought Janine Garofalo was a voice of Daria. I know, because he sounds else. a lot like her. But somebody else. to me, the original Beavis and Butthead is good. Is like the top-notch stuff. Yeah, yeah, for a bunch of guys. But and it was just it's so weird. It's It's weird. No, no, Beavis and Butthead. It was just oh. weird because they would be like making really dumb. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were done by the same the same voice, right? Yeah, and Mike Judge did both both voices. Mike Mike Judge, yeah, yes, who created the show and also and, and King of the Hill also also wrote and directed Office Space. Oh, really? Yep. And Idiocracy. You've never seen Idiocracy. No, you said that was kind of funny. I think Idiocracy is really good. There's a few jokes in there that I think people. Uh, overlook and, and they're bad like yeah. they don't add up when you really look at them yeah. but overall I think it's a really good movie okay yeah you know the premise right have you talked about that everybody are uh, in in that society is an idiot except for one person well yes but here's how it comes about the military decides to freeze a man who's of average intelligence okay. in 2005 and they also freeze uh, like a hooker mm -hmm. so that the, and the, the plan is that they're going to be uh, awakened in a year. But something happens, the military base closes, and they wake up 500 years later. And now this guy, who is of average intelligence in our time, is now the smartest man in the world. Okay. Yeah. And and when did this movie come out? 2006, I want to say, or 2005. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I did not see it, but you said it was funny. Though. It's really funny, and it was made by Fox, and... It's another case of Fox suppressing one of their own movies because they thought it was a commentary on the Bush administration, which it kind of was. Oh. Yeah. No, Fahrenheit 9-11 uh, was. Fahrenheit 9-11 was, but this it was using metaphors because Bush was a very dumb president, right? So, and I believe Mike Judge also said that this was a commentary on Bush and what he was doing to our country at the time. Oh. So, yeah. 
<clears throat> and then things got oddly quiet. Yes. But anyways, babes. Oh my goodness. Let's, let's hope that Joe Biden does not become the next George W. Bush. Things aren't looking good, but you know. no. Yeah. Um. Well, he's he's in big trouble because of this anyway. Well, he's in he's in big trouble for a lot of things. But, yes. You know. But so is every politician right now. So. What? Okay, oh. Can we not talk about politics right now? We don't have now? to talk about politics. Like now. We don't have to talk about politics. Bubs, speaking of tricks. <laughs> yes, let's talk about tricks who buy cars. <laughs> uh, it's a meh episode that we watched uh, yesterday, which was quite funny. <laughs> what are you poking me for? Just because I can. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Ow! Ow, that hurts. Give me a kiss. No. All right, give me a kiss. Oh, babes. Yeah? We didn't talk about the episodes that we saw separately this week. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I saw a couple of episodes, and I told Rick about it. I saw the one episode where Lou wanted to be a reporter again, because he was in his his, uh, younger days, Mm -hmm. and he reported on this guy... That was uh, running in the Democrat Party, and he couldn't find anything scandalous about the guy. So he thought, no, oh, this documentary is going to be really, really boring. And apparently, I mean, some people thought it was was it was uh, bad, bad, yeah. Because and Mary's like, wow, that was uh, that was uh, something. I like that episode. I thought that was kind of funny too. Yeah. And then the next one was where Murray's having his 20th wedding anniversary. Yep. And Ted is moved by this to the point where he ends up proposing to Georgette on here. And just because he's having this bad dream about seeing his children, his, his wife and his children and his children's children and the pets of the children. And the veterinarians. And the veterinarians of the pets. I thought that was a really funny scene. But then after she says yes... He's kind of like being distant about it and saying that what is it? He had to go to like Romania or something or Argentina for a year, something like that. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to get married. I I I don't, I don't want to get married. <laughs> and Mary's talking and and he and he's trying to get her attention and he's like, please. <laughs> that was a good episode. That was great. But then yesterday, babes, we watched two more. Um. Did the we trick watch? one? Yeah, so, okay. So, Mary gets a visit from this lady who is in the same cell as her. Her name is Sherry, and she's not exactly, like, the person you want to be best friends with. No. The lady who played her was really funny. Yes. Um. So, she, you know, she's kind of a hooker with a really strong New York accent. Yes. You know. I don't know what she looks like, but her house... um explains what kind of what kind of things she values nice. it's not the best place i don't know what what you saw in the in what, what her house looked like it was odd but anyways it's kind of run down right yeah i don't know it was different but <clears throat> but but sherry says look mary i want you to come down to the courthouse and say that you support me because i need at least one person who can vouch for me yes and mary's like now sherry i supported you and i told the judge that I would look after you and that I would make sure that you got a good job. Yes. So 
Sherry's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's going to hire me? You know, I can't type and, you know, I'm not good with people, whatever. Making excuses. So Mary decides to take her down to the station. And Georgette says, well, hey, you know, I would love to work with her. I mean, they're looking for somebody to work at the, the car the car place and <laughs> the girl just got fired because she didn't know how to work with people. And then she tells Sherry, Hey, um, do you have any experience with the public? Just <laughs> really funny. Cause she was supposed to be a prostitute. Yes. <laughs> a lady of the evening as Lou would say, <laughs> go on, bud. So she does the job for a day, doesn't like it. And Mary tries to get her inspired to design dresses uh, Sherry comes over to Mary's place a couple of days later with this low-cut dress that she designed. Mary doesn't really dig it, but Sherry got a job uh, designing uh, clothing, so it's all good. And Lou knocks on the door, and Mary presents to hit on him. The ending felt a little bit sitcom-y to me. I thought it was funny, though. It was funny, but it felt a little bit too much like we were watching a sitcom. Yeah. but and, and then Overall, she, it was good, though. And then Lou looks really shocked at Mary. Yes. <laughs> everybody thought it was funny yes. and then um the the next one was funny uh ted is not nominated for a teddy award but he's asked to present a teddy award mm -hmm. and lou is nominated for an albert mason award which basically means your career is over yeah and it's also albert mason was a crook who donated a lot of money to the teddies to help revive his image <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that was really funny. Yes. So we're enjoying the show there, little J-Wo. Yeah, I like the one part where where um, Ted or Lou is trying to tell Ted something and Ted's already thinking it's bad news and he tries to cr and he ends up crying. Yeah. And then the minute crying. the minute um, Lou tells him, Ted, you didn't even you weren't even nominated for a Teddy. You're not getting a Teddy award. He just starts crying. Nice. <laughs> By the way. I have to mention, we did see a, a seven-minute interview with um, Ted Knight, who plays Ted Baxter. Yeah. I thought it was funny. It was funny, but I wish we had, like, an in-depth interview with him where he talked about his life. Yeah. But he died, uh, you know, a little bit too soon for that. Yeah. Yes. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. Yes, yes, yes. Well, babes. Yes. I know you're ready for lunch. Yes. Yes. So I want to get you fed. Is there and you fed. Yes. And me fed too, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a growing boy. A growing boy. Um, I understand you had a dream last night. Yeah, I did. It was very strange. So I had a dream that my aunt and uncle, my aunt and uncle, did I say aunt and ankle? Yes, you did. <laughs> Your aunt ankle. The okay. names in the Philippines are kind of weird. <laughs> no, I meant to say my aunt and uncle were, um, <clears throat> they were leaving their house to go somewhere. I don't know where. And I realized I haven't eaten all day. And I found this bag of Doritos and they were homemade Doritos. And I was just munching on them until I woke up. Nice. Yeah. There we go. There, I kind of like food dreams. And you said you, 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 um, Saw a um, video for um, homemade Doritos. I think Joshua Weissman made it. Yeah. You were laughing this morning and I was like, what are you laughing about? So he posted a new video 
where he goes to these college uh, students' houses and looks through their fridge. Because I, I really enjoy his videos, but yeah. something that I get it, but it's not my style, is he's one of those people who it has to be technically perfect, right? Like the, the best ingredients, the best of this, the best of that. But sometimes you can't find and them. Yes, it's not always realistic for the average person. And so he decided to make food that was good quality based on what they had in their fridge. Yeah. Which I, I dug his, you know, reaction to seeing their places and their fridge and whatnot. So it's fun. What was the funniest reaction that you saw? Oh, he was, he went to this one college place and I forgot what they called the guy. I think they called him like the eater or something. Yeah. And this one college student said, oh, the eater's girlfriend bought him this big thing of rice and it's almost gone. Wow. I'm paraphrasing. Wow. I might have the nickname wrong. Was this guy like overweight? They didn't show the actual guy. On oh, camera. they didn't. It's okay. his friend who was his roommate. Okay. Yeah. So the only time I was ever in a dorm situation was before I went to college mm -hmm. officially. When I was in that college uh, summer program for four weeks, that was a nightmare because... My roommate was my friend, but I didn't realize how messy she was. Yeah. And she was up all hours talking on the phone when um, it was just because we, we both had two phone lines. Uh, one was one was for me and one was for her and they had different rings. But she would be up on the phone for I don't know how long. I think one time she was up on the phone for like until four in the morning until yeah. she finally went to bed. And we were in the same class with three other girls. <laughs> yeah. Three other girls. Are you too sleepy now? No, no, I'm hungry. Okay. Three other girls. And um we had this class in the afternoon and it was really the only class where we had to cross like three streets and walk up like a couple flights of stairs to get there. So nice. it was a quite a trek. And we would just walk together because it was safe. But this girl wouldn't wake up on time. Sometimes I would want to wake her up to, you know, if she wanted to have breakfast with me at the cafeteria. So I would just go by myself sometimes and just have breakfast and then come back. Because she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't ready or whatever. <laughs> and one time she came to class, I kid you not, bubs, it was almost like she got out of bed. And she didn't brush her, she didn't brush her teeth, and it was just awful. Wow. <laughs> well, good. Oof. I'm but, glad you went through that thing a little bit. But show. when I started college, I was already in. Well, I was I was living in an apartment with my sisters for the last for the first three years. Yes. And then I got my own apartment at 24, and I was just very very happy that I didn't have to share it with anybody. Thank you. But. No, that's good stuff, babes. It's great. I visited a sorority once, but we already know that story. I got really high the night before. Now, this was years ago. I was in Austin, and... Well, that was a co-op. That was a co-op situation. No, I was staying at a co-op, and then we went to a sorority the next day, and I got really high because I was trying to impress this girl who was in yoga. This was way before my J-Lo, like almost a decade before we met. And I got so high... That I thought that people in uh, the co-op were like spying on each other. 
And the next day I talked to one of my friends whose name I almost said, but I'm glad I didn't. He's like, oh man, that was really strong weed. And I'm like, I know. And we go to the sorority and I happen to have a shirt from the sorority uh, that I'd bought like the year before in Denver at this place called Sabres. Yeah. So I go there and the lady starts talking to me. She's like, oh, let me get you another shirt from our sorority. Oh, so wow. that was kind of cool. Were you guys performing at the sorority? No, but they were kind of helping us. They were volunteers for the gig. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. And by the way, this was, uh, oh, that's that's legal now, so. Oh, my goodness. I don't have to apologize. For what? What I was smoking. Bubs. What? It's legal now, and this was way over 10 years ago, so. And I didn't know it was illegal at the time. Oh, my goodness. Why Because I was not knowing boy. You boy. No, I was not knowing boy. And I did stay at a sorority house for a, a different program that was um, three years before this one. Nice. Um, a sorority house with 20 kids, um, teens, um, was, was interesting. <laughs> yes. But we will get to that another time because I know you were super hungry. Yes. Yes. All right, babes. Maybe we should kiss and wrap okay, it up. Okay. Bye-bye, dude. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.